Attention, this is a matter of national security. After a meteorite crashed into the New Jersey Turnpike, the following digital audio transmission from the You Watch I Listen podcast was intercepted by NASA scientists in the year 2019. The You Watch I Listen podcast is about to start. Sit down, listen close, and try not to die. The You Watch I Listen podcast starts now. Home Depot uh, in Kansas had to be evacuated for a bomb threat. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, take it out, take it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, suck it nice and slow. A <laughs> couple other really funny news stories. Kenny G. Who the fuck is Kenny G? The fucking clarinet player. Oh, suck it nice. <laughs> what did he do wrong? He's being Charles Manson all weird. In the middle of it, he cuts her off and goes, Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, take it out, take it Dude, out. Dude, now I see why people followed Charles Manson. He was very straightforward. Yeah, he had the right idea. It's time for the You Watch I Listen podcast, and always remember, don't sniff it, just do it. Hey, everybody. Hello. You're going to hear some nice um, background noise as we are in the midst of a nice thunderstorm. Um, you been. Yeah, and uh, our video engineer and soundboard operator, Josh, is sitting shirtless because he like he moved like molasses through the rain, <laughs> even so even with an umbrella. Ella. And Ella, then Ella. he then he, he comes out of his car with his umbrella. He's drudged sweat. He's like, oh, oh shit, I left my car running. <laughs> fucking push the start. I did not talk like that. So, no, um, no, not at all. Let's, let's pull back the curtain a little bit. Um, Obviously, this is episode 62 of You Watch, pull I back Listen. The and pull off Josh's um, shirt. We're, usually, we record on the weekends. We are recording on a Wednesday because I am away this weekend. And I have to go um, to two weddings this weekend. Yeah, so and, now, and, now, and now something else that I'll Yeah, so this worked out perfectly. And even something if, else I'll tell you guys even, off air. Even if I wasn't uh, going away, we would have had to do this anyway. It just yeah. makes sense. And it just yeah. happens to be during like the mo- biggest downpour of the year so far. And yeah, because the, th- the storm was in... Uh, the the forecast all day. We knew it was coming. I did not bring my iMac with me, so we're gonna get a little bit weird with the sound. Yeah, I, like, I like I like weird. Um, we didn't even do a sound check on it, so who knows if it's working? Okay. So let's see. <laughs> I'll check right now. Let's see. All right. Let's see. What do we got? What is it? It's a twister. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it. It's the wonder of nature, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Riding the storm out. Fuck oh you, Mario God. Speedwagon. Um, so, how Hello. Taylor, how's your week been? So, legally, can't really talk about it just yet. Not, Give me about two weeks, but I will let everyone know it has been horrific. A very expensive week as well. I will say, though, uh, having known you for a long time, you handle bad weeks much better now oh than God. you did years ago. Oh, so that's a, that's the most compliment you're ever going to get from me. It used to be terrible. Um, And Josh, how about your week? Fine, till about 20 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> now, he, now he's sitting here shirtless. It fucking sucks. He looks like <laughs> Mr. Potato Head. The entire show. <laughs> well, you're 
that, there was a chance of that regardless, <laughs> yeah, whether true, shirt or no true. shirt. Um, my week's been okay. Uh, we got some shitty news this week, which I'll get into later. Right. Um, not really important. So let's get these ad reads out of the way. First and foremost, guys, I like talking about sexual Come intercourse. On, so let's talk about sex. Hey. Good sex. Hey. Do you remember the days when you were always ready to go? Yeah. Now there's a chance that you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. So listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since it's chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. I've been using Blue Chew for the past month and it's been fantastic. I just got my email today, which is awesome, saying, hey, your shipment's going to be uh, shipping out in the next three days of your six pills. Um, and it's absolutely awesome. Now, this is Blue Chew is not just for guys who cannot perform. It's for any guy who wants Wants extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. Most guys talk a great game, but most are one and done. Blue Chew can even help you on that follow through to get round two done. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we have a special deal for the listeners of You Watch, I Listen. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code YWIL, as in You Watch, I Listen. Just pay $5 shipping and handling. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code YWIL to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. Yes, absolutely. Now, if you, you smell, oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. No, so, um, so who here likes to make a little extra quiche on the side? No, I know? do. I, I usually do. do it. I, I do. love doing it. But usually, it's on my knees. Usually, it's on your knees. Yeah, usually, yeah, Blue you Chew. Get, you gotta sit back and beg for it. <laughs> yeah, no. Like, Please, sir, can I have some? No, more? usually I'm asking in watchy eyes. You're in normal Oliver Twist, aren't <laughs> yeah. you? Yeah. Right. But you know, like we're all very much into sports, and we know what the hell we're talking about. That's so right. we should use that. And make a little extra cash. How do you suggest it, we do that, Taylor? Well, there's this, there's this little, you know, this little website called BetDSI. Ooh, you know, tell that, me about BetDSI. So they're, tell they're, our listeners. They're 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 pretty sick, to be honest with you. I mean, they're only one of the top-rated betting review sites. That they're not a review site. They're only one of the top <laughs> review sites. Bet, one top of the top betting, betting, betting sites, sites on all review betting sites. See, and you could even bet it. with your friends to help you through tough moments like this. Or and next week, you could bet on whether or not Taylor is going to get the read right. Yeah, listen. So, <laughs> so listen. Take the under. So listen. Do me a favor. Someone start a GoFundMe for Hooked on Phonics, please. <laughs> bet DSI is. Um, <laughs> they've also been paying winners for over twenty years. You use your sports knowledge. You make a little extra cash this week, next week, and the coming weeks after that. Bet DSI is also a very friendly interface and a mobile site and they have the fastest payouts in the industry it's how simple. fast are they super fast that you, fast yeah super fast you get uh, you make a bet on saturday you get paid on it's monday like, it's like the flash of something it's, it's like the, oh okay chip thanks dude oh <laughs> my god home run chipper <laughs> simply you play you win and you get paid bet dsi offers options on for everything including mlb nba nfl nhl ufc and all other major sports politics reality tv Colucci, esports, and virtually anything and everything. Like I, I mentioned last week, and I'm going to mention up until the NFL season, take a look at those over-unders. They're very interesting, and do it on BetDSI. Try live betting at BetDSI, where you can bet on games from start to finish.
finish every play in every minute until the very end. New members get a 100% bonus match using promo code YWIL. Stands for You Watch, I Listen, in case you haven't figured that this part out This wonderful program you're listening to. <laughs> That's more than double your money to start winning today. I play there myself, and I recommend BetDSI if you want to add a little extra excitement to the sports you love or any of the sports you may be watching. Once again, go to BetDSI.com and use promo code YWIL and get this limited-time 100% bonus offer, plus your $25 free wager to, get, uh, to test the waters. Don't miss out and go make a little extra cash this betting season. It's only a game until you bet at BetDSI. Wonderful. Um, I, did, I did forget to say who we're having a better week then. Uh, um, Mr. Uh, one Boxing Hall of Famer, Pernell Whitaker. Uh, he got hit by a fucking car. He's dead. That's terrible, man. I, really I, I, I know I, I sound very emotional about it. but well, I mean. <laughs> now, Pernell Whitaker, Sweet Pea, was next to Bernard Hopkins, Floyd Mayweather, uh, the best defensive boxer I've ever seen in my life. He was one of these guys that was like a true sweet science master. Uh, you couldn't hit him. Uh, he won, uh, I think, four weight classes. He was he was unbelievable. Um, sucks. Actually, one of my buddies uh, who listens to the show, Brett Healy, his brother uh, was kind of like uh, was kind of like friends with him, manager type thing. Right. He was supposed to be in the the audience for the. Um, the upcoming Pacquiao fight. So, uh, yeah, Pernell Whitaker's dead. That stinks, man. <laughs> I know. I sound I, very I, sympathetic. I forget who it was. I think it might have been Rogan that posted a little montage of him. Like, oh, uh, dude. On, yeah, on yeah. Instagram. Rogan posted it. And he's doing, he's doing like the Muhammad Ali duck and dive yeah. stuff. Not necessarily a rope-a-dope kind of thing. But no, he's but like, he just he slipped he everything. Slipped and he was so ridiculous. fast and so athletic. And, yeah, for sure. Uh, it sucks. So, uh, why don't we get into these reviews? Get into um, the you want, reviews. want me to go first? Yes, you go first. All sir. right. So, Taylor, you gave me Architects. All Our Gods Have Abandoned Us. Um, this is uh, seems like with the rain coming out. Yeah. Jesus. And for with the week you've had, and um, wow. all the shirts have abandoned Josh. Um, so this is the second Architects. <laughs> Literally two. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. This, um, this is the second Architects album you gave me, first one being Holy Hell, um, and I really liked Holy Hell. Now, you, one thing you asked me to do was uh, listen to the lyrics, and obviously, sometimes when you're listening, it's good to read them, because they go into your head a little bit more. Yep. And um, when, the first two times I listened to it, I just listened. I didn't read any of the lyrics, and yeah. I really, really liked it. Based on my first listen, it was probably like a three and a half out of five. And then I went and read the lyrics, and I actually took some notes on each song and the themes of each song. Yeah. Um, this song is uh, this album. Its themes are very much about uh, almost like current events, like political climate, social climate. Um, so starting off with the first song, Nihilist, I gave that a three. That song was entirely about corporate greed. Yep. Big companies um, picking uh, you know, dollar and profit over people. Uh, that was very obvious. That was a three. I was a little disappointed with the opening song, but it was still a three. It wasn't bad. I, but I remember the first song on Holy yeah. Hell hit so hard. It wasn't a bad song. But then I got to the next song, Death Wish, a five. Amazing. Th this was about consumption, pollution, uh, climate change, if you will. I don't want say climate change directly but it was about but how we how people generally treat their their environment yeah, for sure it's there the um, theme is so i give out a five the next song was also a five phantom fear now this one was really cool because it was very much about uh xenophobia the fear of others look at almost these people that look for an enemy that isn't there Correct. whether it's um the a muslim a, a black guy anything like that right. stuff like that that's what it's about how people create their own monsters when they have no one else to blame okay um i really like that one lyrically Downfall was a three and a half. I really like that song. That one was about politicians. 100%. Very clearly. Yeah. It's about phony politicians who say what you want up to vote time and then they sell you out. Very clear. Yep. Gone with the Wind, I gave a five. Um, now this, song, is, is, this was the best song on the album and it was clearly about him being sick. Yeah. Um, and it's about death and sickness specifically and not being able to get out of that and knowing that you pretty much were written a death sentence yeah. which um, Gone with the Wind is a perfect title for it the song uh, obviously reflects even more so after his passing um, but this was the best song on the album I thought um, wasn't the only five though obviously uh, The Empty Hourglass 
Uh, this was about being desensitized to the things around you, things like social media and just people that constantly look for things that upset them and then they don't realize when things actually matter. Um, so as you can tell, I really like the themes in this album. Yeah. A Match Made in Heaven. It's about military, war, greed, uh, mil- um, industrial military complex. Yeah. Uh, very clearly, Gravity was a five. That was well, another one of my favorite that was, songs. That was the thing with Match Made in Heaven. It's, 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 it's expanding on the, the idea or the notion that war... In, in in its bare bones is economically a good thing. Absolutely, you know what it's, I mean. Which war is, is fucked up to say. We've it like been that. in military conflicts in this country since to, Vietnam. Well, yeah, easy. Yeah, and, and Vietnam started before World War Two. Well, I was going to say. I mean, even from two thousand one up until today, we've all, we've been involved. All, I mean, yeah. we probably has been, but I mean more yeah. so recently. Um, so Gravity was a five. Um, that one to me was about waking up to what's happening around you. Uh, the title Gravity means coming back to Earth and realizing coming out of your bubble and seeing what's happening. Um, taking the red pill, if you will. Um, like it, yeah. Um, all Love is Lost was about addiction. Uh, people becoming sheep and being addicted to the things that don't necessarily benefit them. Um, I gave that a four. From the Wilderness was a four. Self-destruction, very clear. Mm-hmm. And the last song, uh, Memento Mori, I believe it was called, oh, yeah. was a four. That was about your own mortality. Um, and now, when you've come to realization about your own mortality. Now, I, now I, I, like I said, when I said you pay attention to the lyrics, sure. knowing what you know about Tom and yeah. the guitar player who wrote, who wrote, was the the primary, the primary, the primary songwriter, Jesus, the lyricist, Christ, lyricist, music wise as well. Um, we got to get you like the the sing along bouncing ball for your words, like a teleprompter. Um, but oh, the bouncing ball. <laughs> but no, 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 yeah, was his fucking Barney. But anyway, like, <laughs> not nah, like knowing knowing what you know, how he was. Sick while sure. he was writing this record, how how spooky is it? Um, yeah, those two songs specifically, uh, "Gone with the Wind" and uh, the last song, "Memento Mori." Uh, yes, it was definitely a little eerie after knowing. Um, even the first two times I listened to him, I kind of got an idea of the themes of the song because they even have a certain tone to them. It's very um, dark. the way it's the way it's edited and mixed. It, it's very much about coming to acceptance with what's happening. Well, and that's kind of the whole theme well, of this album is being aware of what's happening, whether it's po- politics, social, yeah. climate. Um, and your own mortality. Well, especially compared to Holy Hell, where Holy Hell is obviously for different uh, circumstances, it's much more of an that uplifting. W- Holy Hell and, to and, me and, and, was and like tribute. the bounce back from the fall. Absolutely, the and higher the fall, the bigger the bounce. Correct, and this is just so dark and it's so haunting. Yeah, this was a this was a great album. Man. There's, there's I'm very big on these guys now, especially with Gone with the Wind. There's one part where there's a, there's a mid song breakdown where it goes uh, uh, where he just screams, "My friend, hope is a prison." Yes, and then it goes right into a breakdown. It's such an emotional moment live. Yeah. The the whole the whole album I would say in general was pretty damn emotional. So, um, and uh, it's uh, did I say show or album? No, you said album. Oh, because Grow How texted me about a show at the same tell time. Him, tell him the fuck um, off. I should. Uh, but again, tell him the fuck off. Again. I know I should. <laughs> he's at texting me about Barry because he just finished the first. Season. Oh, did he really? Yeah, he's like I didn't expect it to get this dark. Yo, Barry's like, yeah, fucking dude. awesome. Dude. So um, I'm gonna give this album a four and a half out of five. Cool. Um, you know I, I I really liked it. You know I've given so few albums a five, so it's not a knock that it got. It's a fucking four no, and no, a half. That's... Um, I really like these guys though, and I want to dive in deeper to them. And obviously I did that after you gave me Holy Hell, and I did hear some of these songs previously, but. Um, they have a really cool sound because when they break up the screaming to the singing, it feels like it's in the right place. It doesn't feel like it's just for a chorus. Mm. It feels like it's a crescendo almost. Yeah, correct. So Architects, architects All Are Gods Have Abandoned Us at four and a half out of five. Sick. And also right. shout out Sam Carter, who's the lead singer. He is so fucking he's hot. No, well, uh, it's hot in here. No, yeah, I didn't sure. say. I saying he's hot. Okay, that's fine. Uh, fuck him. So you gave me contagion. Contag contagion. What did I say? Contagion. Doesn't matter. Same thing. So you gave me contagion. Yes. 
Okay, so <laughs> I told you it feels very real. That's it's very unsettling, and this is one of those movies where I watched and I was thinking to myself. You know, if this was really going down, this is exactly what I think would yeah, happen. Yeah, you know what's funny is honestly. because it should probably be classified into like your typical disaster type movie. It's basically what it is. It, it doesn't take the scientific liberty like you see with the Armageddon, uh, mm-hmm. the Twisters of 2012, the day after tomorrow. Yeah. This stayed in a true scientific realistic lane. That was something I very much appreciated. Like I like uh, Lawrence Fishburne's character. I think it was Doctor What Fletcher. Lawrence or something Fishburne's like been playing the same character in every movie since Morpheus. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, I, mean, yeah, <laughs> I know what's happening. You don't. But like, it's one of those things where it's just, it's a very realistic move, and it, it's it's so creepy knowing that this is something that I'm not saying it's possible, sure. but it's not outside well, of the it, realm I mean, of possibility. We've had epidemics before, right? Swine flu, remember that yeah. one? Ebola. Yeah. I mean, all, and all of them brought on by animals, which is exactly what Contagion did. Yeah, that was that was when you found <laughs> out. Ex- well, at the end, specific- I don't like when you cough after watching this fucking movie. Well, um, no. Specifically, I just before we get to the end, this is um, this is right up there when you fucking. Hey, I just had a tickle in my throat. I go, hey, from Dan- the blue chew. I go, hey, Dan, and I you turn around and you just I <laughs> sneeze right well, in my face. It wasn't my fault. You asked me something as I was about to sneeze. That is th- technically not wrong. Okay, but what, so, <laughs> um, the way the movie starts, and I I give this movie a lot of credits for starting out with something so dramatic right away, mm-hmm. where Gwyneth Paltrow comes back from her trip. And she gets sick and dies. I, and I was more he, so freaked out that they killed the kid so quickly. Well, then he on his way back from like at first when they come to him, Matt Damon in the hospital and say she's dead, and he's like so confused, like what do you mean? He like he doesn't, he doesn't understand. It. He goes, no, it he doesn't goes, connect. Can, can, can I go in and talk and, to her? And he like that was weird. And then on his way home, getting that call, and not only do they kill the kid, but they show him dead in his bed. And yeah. it kind of, I think that was so with the blue lips and everything. I think that was so yeah. smart to do. To make you feel like this is what it would be like. It wouldn't be this thing where it's like people's heads are exploding. It wouldn't be like the happening or bird box (laughs) and shit like that. It was very real. And then the way they tie in the stories and Kate Winslet's character was really good. Dead. Uh, Marion Cotterd, who was uh, Talia al Ghul in The Dark Knight Rises. She is incredibly underrated. Yeah. uh, Beautiful woman as well, by the way. Yeah. uh, That was going to say Raz al Ghul's daughter was was, was pretty cool. She was good. Um, Um, I I didn't hate Jude Law, which is uh, amazing. No, he was um, was surprised. Surprisingly, one of my favorite parts. Uh, the other honestly, thing, the other be- thing I liked is the collapse of society, and specifically how they did the conspiracy theorist angle, who was just selling um, a good that was going to make him money because he owned stock in it. Yep. Because that's where it would get to in these points. People are going to be selling the cure. Mm-hmm. This is going to fix you, and people are going to rush. There's going to be looting. There's going to be chaos. Well, so w- when you first see the real downfall of society is when I think it was Matt Damon and his biological daughter—I forget her yes. name—and um, they're going to the supermarket, or they're going, they're trying to get to the pharmacy, mm-hmm. and you see, uh, they're like, oh, we only have fifty doses, and then like that woman gets trampled, and then someone just starts throwing chairs to get the uh, get the yeah. vaccine or whatever. So just s- small little things like that just help build it and t- or help build the tension it, it never- until. Uh, Ultimately, gets to a boiling point where you're like, okay, what and the fuck the, do we the do? The thing now? I like about it, in a movie like this, didn't need that huge holy shit moment at the end because that's not how it would really go. It's either everyone dies or a cure comes in, and then it's kind of like the dust settling, yeah. which is how, like you said, a boiling point. It's almost like you boiled the water and then you slowly turn down the flame. Yep, you got it to boil, you turn it down. Um, I, I thought it was handled very, very well and felt very, very real. There was there was one scene I actually really liked and I wasn't expecting it. So when um when Matt Damon 
Damon's wife or Gwyneth Paltrow when Matt Damon's wife Gwyneth Paltrow passes away and then mm-hmm. the kid passes away yeah. later on in the movie I guess Matt Damon's biological daughter's boyfriend shows up yeah with the door closed with the with door the flowers. closed and, right, and everything is like I just wanted to give my condolences yada 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 that could have easily been a moment where you could have had the you know the uh, pee pr- uh, uh, the, the purge. Pre- the <laughs> the preteen would have been like freaking out. I oh, want yeah, to- yeah. That would have been just the, the cheap. That would have been such a cheap thing. But, but I love how she just gets it, understands this is and, bigger and than that. I also think it, it, bigger than that. And she was grieving too. And you don't want to see people when it's going through that sometimes. No, you and don't. I thought that was very, very real. Again, I really liked the way it was filmed. It almost felt like it was a documentary. Almost. Shaky cam, kind of. Yeah. Because that's what he's known for. He's met, known for these really intimate feeling settings. And the movie felt very intimate for being such a global event. I, I, I like how that they would show you, all right, day one, day two. Yeah, yeah. Until you realize that you go like, shit really hit the fan at like day 21 I mean even just the little things they fit in about Gwyneth Paltrow cheating on him and how um, Kate Winslet was like I had to just tell this guy who lost his wife and kid that his wife was cheating on him the whole time and then once you get to the reveal at the very end of the movie about how it all happened because the company she worked for was tearing down a rainforest a bat flew away with a banana banana. in its mouth banana fell into a pig pen the pig Pig ate the banana then a Chinese company uh, buys the pig cooks the pig Chinese market He, he he touches the pig he doesn't wash his hands and he goes and meets Gwyneth Paltrow and she was patient zero yep. and that's literally how it started and it's how they ended the movie which I thought was better than starting it with that because well, without having a big like climactic moment that's the way you end the fucking well, movie it also gives it also gives the viewer a reason to want to keep watching because if you if you honestly find out who patient zero is finding the remedy or the vaccine kind of takes well, a back they, and seat they also teased who patient zero was like you thought it was Gwyn- Gwyneth Paltrow and then you realized it actually wasn't her it was this doctor I, I was waiting for this cook when, uh, market Chinaman. When when uh, when, <laughs> when, uh, when Talia Al Ghul and that uh and Hong from uh, both Batman movies. Yes, um, yeah, are, that's right. It was Hong from the Dark Knight. <laughs> from uh, uh, yeah, so they're sitting there and you see. I'm very it. good with calculation. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you see the whiteboard behind them and all the arrows drawn around. All I could think of is Charlie and it's always and, yeah, sunny. Yeah, it's always sunny the, when he's in the, the mail. Who the fuck is Fifi? The mail room. Yeah. yeah, but but honestly, this movie gets a nine out of ten. It's absolutely. I knew fantastic. that you would like it because this is your kind of style. Yeah, for and sure. I'm so glad that because I was going to give you a completely different movie last week and then it was just on and I'm like, that's a sign. Taylor will love this fucking movie. Loved and it, it. It really went under the radar despite critical acclaim I was, and everything. I've, I've heard it. Th- I've I've seen it a thousand thousand times when I mean like I've seen previews I've heard people talk about it I've heard people talk yeah. like it's been out for what eight years it came now out 2011 I think yeah about around eight years so it's like this is again this is one of those movies that just flew under the radar this to me is such a good movie I would for as far as underrated films I would put it up with like Last Samurai yeah honestly. it's definitely underrated I'd agree so I'm glad you liked it and uh, now I'm going to give you another movie uh, yes. for this week um, this is an underrated movie as well um, this is a okay so when we talk about who our favorite directors are like mutually who and guy that's still making movies now? Who do you think I'm gonna say? What director that did this movie? Uh, what director did this? Yeah, movie? yeah. He's a director uh, we really like. We've seen a bunch of his movies in the a, theater. Is it a movie or is it like a director you've given me recently as well? No, I, I don't think I've never given you one of his movies. No, okay, because I was gonna say Dan. But you've Boyle. seen most of his movies, have I? Yes. Give me a hint. Um, he did a major comic book franchise. Uh, James Gunn. Nope. He did um a big space epic. That we saw in the theater the night before your birthday. Think oh, about you, this. You give me Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan. This was his f- follow-up to Memento. This movie is called Insomnia. It stars Al Pacino. I haven't um, seen this. Hillary one. Swank oh. and Robin Williams playing the, for the first time. And this is not a spoiler. The first time in his career he played a villain in a movie. Oh shit! Um, and this is not your typical Christopher Nolan movie. It is a full-on murder mystery. 
Um, Al Pacino plays a detective who, uh, an LAPD detective who is sent out to Alaska to investigate the murder of a young girl. Um, with his partner, shit goes haywire, and then the movie starts unrolling. Cool. It almost plays like an episode of SVU, but much darker. Okay, and it's taking place, and it's called Insomnia because it takes place in Alaska when they're not having any nighttime. <laughs> and as everything's going, Al Pacino's not sleeping. This is one of my favorite Robin Williams performances of his career. It's consistently considered one of his five to ten best of all time. And I was having a conversation about Robin Williams with someone recently, and the list of great movies he's in is so insane. It, it's if Dead even if he has ten, even if he has five. Dude, Dead Poet Society, Goodwill Hunting, Jumanji, Hook, Bicentennial Man, I fucking like. Um, uh, World's Greatest Dad, One Hour Photo. I was going to say, I really. Good Morning Vietnam. I really liked Man of the Year. I don't care Man of the Year was really he good. Was funny Death in that. to Smoochie was really good. Yeah. That was Bobcat Goldwith. In that. It's Flubber! Yeah, dude. Flubber, I don't like. <laughs> um, Mrs. Doubtfire. Like, it just goes That's on. the one I don't like. I know. I'm sorry. The, you might be the only human alive that doesn't I know. like it. I do not but like Insomnia went completely <laughs> under the radar. It was Christopher Nolan's first movie with a big studio because really? Memento was an independent project and his movie before that the following was entirely an indie yeah, how project. Great, how great was Guy Pearce in Memento? And Guy Pearce was great and Joe Pantoliano was great in it. This one was probably the last great performance of Al Pacino's career <laughs> to be honest um, but I think you're really going to like this one. It does feel like a lo- it's only a 90 minute movie so it's mm. not like crazy long. It feels like an SVU episode and the way the movie goes I usually hate Hillary Swank as well and I like her in this. Sick. So my pick for you this week is Christopher Nolan's Insomnia. Cool. Now as far as coming up with an album for you on such sure. short notice sure. I was kind of having a hard time picking what genre to give you because I feel like I just load up on Polka. metal <laughs> okay. no, I don't know any polka alright hit me with it baby um, I'm going to give you they were nominated for a Grammy this year I'm okay. going to give you the, uh, the Fever 333 their debut EP Made and America Made and like yes. and but yes and but <laughs> yes sure that's, that's great oh my god can you use it in a sentence please um, and you, you but. are and but face <laughs> yeah dude exactly <laughs> but, so um, what kind of what genre is this band so this is technically uh, another metal okay. album I'm giving you sure. but it's a very interesting dynamic these guys have so it's only do three do they fuck no <laughs> <laughs> but you said an interesting dynamic. No, because it's only it's only three people. So you have singer who is uh, Jason uh, Jason from uh, Let Live. Okay. You have I forget the gentleman's name, but he's uh, he was a guitar player for the Chariot and uh, Jason Sudeikis Acosta, who was okay. uh, the uh, the drummer for Night Versus. Gotcha. Um, these guys came together with John Feldman, legendary John Feldman, and Travis Barker for their initial EP, which is what I gave you. Sure. Um, it's very much a. Uh, Rage Against the Machine feel. Okay. Um, there's a lot of rapping. There's a lot of singing. There's a lot of really, really heavy riffs. Um, it's so interesting and so different that I, I, it's hard for me to really put into a genre of what it is. Are they so, like when Cypress Hill released a metal album? Kind of. But Rock bad. Superstar? But better. I, I like that. I don't care. That's what a hot song, said. dude. I'm not shitting on it. That's a fucking hot song. Dude, I've, I love Be Real forever and yeah. always. Hell but, yeah. but, like, real talk, it's it, it's so different and it's so out there. There are a lot, like, all right, let me let, here. Let me tell you. This is what makes me mad. Sorry, Kaluch, but you saw him before I did. Fuck you. No, don't be sorry to that piece of garbage. No, like, like sack of shit. He saw him no play offense. with uh, Bring Me the Horizon, I believe. And these guys are known for their wild antics on stage. Um, Jason, their lead singer from Let Live, he is constantly uh, climbing up, uh, climbing up barricades. He's jumping like. He's like Sid from Slipknot. Okay, like gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. He like did yeah. crazy shit like that. 
These guys are absolutely nuts. They're fantastic, wildly talented. Cool. And when did this album come out? It's uh, 2018. Okay. Oh, I was going to say 2008. So, no. So, also, here's something I want you to do just a little extra for that. Okay. Go on YouTube, and I want you to watch just when well, you type in um, the Fever 333 live, make sure you watch uh, uh, when they played in front of Randy's Donuts in uh, California. That is their first show ever. They literally played in a parking lot. They hooked up. What kind of donuts did they have? I couldn't tell did you. Did they have a French cruller? Dude, they threw. I wish, dude. I'll get a box of them right now. But I, lo- I like a they coffee had, um, roll. They. They threw a drum kit in the back of a U-Haul. They hooked up all this all their equipment outside, and they played a show to like 60, 70 people in a parking lot. That's fucking cool. It's fucking awesome, dude. That's fucking cool. The Fever okay. 333 Made in America. Cool. Also nominated for a Grammy last year, and they should have fucking won. No. Who'd they lose to? Uh, uh, Ghost? I don't know. They suck. Ghosts. I, I, really, no, I, Ghosts. Really don't, I really don't know who they lost to. No, I think they lost to Mudvayne or something like that, but Mudvayne's newer stuff is not great. This is my opinion. Uh, Mudvayne's first three or four albums were straight fire. Yeah, for sure. And and after that, they have like good songs here and there. Musically, Mudvayne is fucking brilliant. Their well, bass player and drummer are out of their fucking minds. I'll tell you, uh, there, there's a band recently I've come around to and I used to I used to I couldn't stand them. Mushroom Head. No. Oh. Meshuggah. Oh, Meshuggah's really good, dude. I couldn't stand Meshuggah for the longest Meshuggah's time. Meshuggah's good. I don't know I don't know what it was. I thought it was so lame outside of their song Bleed, which is like Legendary. You just had a bad taste and you got cunty about it, which we all do sometimes. So I don't know, I don't know what happened, but I was like listening to him one day and I'm like, Yo, dude, that was us with Third Eye Blind. Heavy, we were cunty about it, then we Ooh. listened. We're like, oh, this is pretty good. Yeah. So yeah, dude, Meshuggah's Meshuggah's cool. the real deal, right? All right, now. got some cool stuff this week. Do um, you? Let's talk about a story that was in the news this week. Uh, an announcement to a movie that has a lot of people upset. Of course it does. Why? The next James Bond movie will feature a black woman as 007. Okay, so hold on. Time out. Wait a minute. Yes. Isn't the moniker of James Bond literally just a name yes, and correct. it's played by multiple people so, for that reason? Correct. So my... It's not okay, really so, a real person. So this is this is my thoughts on it. And there's been lots of rumors about who was going to be James Bond next. A lot of people thought Daniel Craig was done after Spectre. Um, I was what? all I'm in full favor of a guy like Idris Elba playing James Bond because I think down. he will be I think he will be sensational be as James as James Bond. However, well, who you can't make a Jamie Bond. I'm sorry. I I, I that one is you that re- one. No, I'm, I mean, you're like you're really going to draw the line right yeah, there. Yeah, that one to me is because th- th- there's certain. Character traits of James Bond that, and again, it's it's also because I think it's stupid that they're doing it, and it's heavy-handed and setting it up to fail, and that always goes back to me. Give them something new, original, and cool, rather than trying to fit them in to this this round hole that has been filled by some of the finest actors to ever play the role. Some bad ones too, but. From what I understand, my, the impression I'm getting about this is that James Bond is going to be stripped of his role as 007, and then eventually he'll get it back by the end of the movie. If that's the case, I don't give any fucks whatsoever, and no one should. If they do it like that, who gives a shit? Yeah. If it's that she is the new James Bond, that to me is very lazy. It's an extremely lazy thing to do with a character like James Bond. This isn't like one or two movies you're rebooting. You're talking probably the longest running movie franchise of all time maybe besides like the 30 police academy movies they've made <laughs> but it, it's just you know where i'm sorry but part of james bond is the womanizing role and doing that with a woman you can't really do you can make what you're going to be going around picking up men like that it doesn't it, i'm sorry it does not work like that society does not work like that um 
I will fun. I will disagree with you sure. on the fact that I have no problem with James Bond being a woman or a black woman or whatever a woman. In general. I, the race I part isn't as important to me. No, I'm saying like I could give a shit about that. As far as it being a woman, is it a bit heavy handed and is it, it, the timing a bit curious? Sure, I'll mm-hmm. give you that. But like I like I said earlier, man, it's it's a moniker. It's not a one particular. Person. I'm not talking about the moniker no. of 007. I'm talking about the idea. Of James Bond, like if they actually make this that the 007 franchise, you're you're talk you're taking the DNA of James Bond and completely uprooting it and taking it into a direction that the original author, and that's again where I have a problem. These are books, these yeah, are right. fucking books, and you're changing it. The race shouldn't matter whatsoever. Yeah, no, I'm, I, that we agree. If you want to make a spinoff movie where this one is their own agent in the same universe, great. That's wonderful. I'm, my guess is that this person, this woman, is going to end up being 007, and she was just in something recently that I saw her who, in. And she who, was, who is it? She was really good. Let me see quick. But Josh, I, can you pull? Can I, you I look guess, up who's playing? Uh, who's the 007? I, I guess where I disagree with you is, I mean, I, I don't. I'm not saying I'm not heavily invested in 007. I, sure. I love the Daniel Craig movies, and for, for what it's worth, GoldenEye is amazing. GoldenEye is the best one. The only great one with Pierce, Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. Roshana Lynch. And what she was she in recently? Yeah, was she she in? was in something recently that she was really good in. But I, like I said, I don't necessarily. Like I said, I don't necessarily disagree that the timing of it is a bit suspect. But I, I do disagree that I have no issue okay, with that. So, but as far, but go, I, go I agree. Go. I agree with you that it is. It's not fair to her. It's, it's not, not. It's fair not to her, fair to her. It's not going to work. It's deviating from source material, which, to be fair, happens a lot. It, with of course, stuff like this happens. Of course, but you get the same fan backlash. Like, like you get a lot of. Oh, those she game was in Captain Marvel. She yeah. was the. Uh, yes. Yes. She was. She was good in Captain. Marvel. Like she still, was like the only good part. You still get the Game of Thrones. Or it was like it's not like that in the book. Of course. Lady Stoneheart. You uh, know what I mean? Like, so, so, you're, me, so you're gonna have people like that regardless. Can I tell you how they can make this work, please? Okay. So Josh is a James Bond diehard, even more than yes, me. I've seen are. every movie. Josh has probably seen them even more than I have. I have the, the fucking collection. The, the concept, okay, real quick. Favorite James Bond movie right now? Uh, Honor, Majesty's Secret Service. That's a really honestly, I I really really like Casino Royale. Casino Royale, I great. really like Mads Mikkelsen as the villain, and that was one of the best Bond villains. And I loved Skyfall. Skyfall, not to go old amazing. school, but um, Octopussy. Uh, yeah, Octopussy. I dude, they, they're they all have their charm. Okay, it's but so. All right, next question. Favorite James Bond? Go. I like Daniel Craig, dude. Daniel, Daniel Craig. Craig and then Connery. You. All right, listen. I know he's gonna so, say Roger Moore. No, 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 no. It's not, not wrong. I, like I get, no, Roger I get shit on for this because, like, I'm such a big fan, and yeah, you know, right. I've watched all the movies. But yeah. dude, Timothy Dalton is just Dalton so... was Dalton was a good Bond. No, Dalton was good. Dalton was no, a good he, he gets shit on for no reason. That I, I agree. with He's you better than that. Pierce Brosnan. Yes, I agree. hundred oh, percent. So, so let, Pierce, Sean, had, dude, Pierce had the look of Bond. He looked like a James Bond. Dude, but Sean Bean also, was better than Pierce Brosnan. Well, Sean Bean was 006. That doesn't matter. He's still better. Um, so okay, so let me explain how they can make this work, and Josh can attest to this. The concept of James Bond has never necessarily been about the character, but about how the character is adapting to the world changing around him okay. from the Cold War times to the um, Pierce Brosnan times, which were post-Cold War, to now, which is more um, uh, cyber attacks and okay. things like that. Yeah, right. So now you're taking the James Bond character, and he has to adjust to a world. And if this... I'm sorry, guys. If you want to be upset and saying I'm being a social justice warrior, if uh, James Bond's organization is real... I'm, you don't need the bell. I promise it's, you. It's no, funny. this is the truth. If James Bond existing in today's world world he would have to adjust to his behavior towards women and if you're trying to make that role and people will say it's being social justice warrior this is the right way to write it but the mistake they'd be making is if this uh, woman and it's no offense to her takes over the franchise there is a zero percent chance that it will work out because the fan backlash will be entirely too much is it unfair yes but 
if they're if this is what they're trying to do, and they unfortunately the, the idiots what they did is they played into every uh, talking point that these idiots that would hate it no matter what have right. minority woman. In a man's role, they played into it perfectly. Like I said, and that's the only issue I have is that the timing is is. Yeah, it, well, it looks like you're just trying to get woke. Josh, exactly. turn off those lights. That, it's that, fucking hot in that's, here. That's also like very similar to the um, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, to a variety, to a, there was like a variety of other movies that they were trying to remake. Sure. That, yeah, um, that, like, they would try to change it up, cha- flip the script. O- um, Ocean's Eight. A, Ocean, Ocean's Eight did well which, financially, so I can't. And it, I heard listen, it was good. I didn't like any of those movies. Was, personally. wasn't terrible, and I just have a crush on Kate Blanchett forever and always. You know, oh, what Kate I mean? Blanchett's cool so this whole 007 thing is going to be really really <laughs> but the, this i'm very worried about this one because i did not really like specter i like specter until the last 45 minutes when it turned into just goofy and then it was just a typical revenge plot line i think because skyfall was so good that it was hard for specter to live up to I, it. but here's the thing i really liked the first hour of specter no, and then i'm the, not saying it's a bad movie i'm just saying like it's, it just didn't it didn't it was better than like, quantum of solace quantum of solace i did not like no quantum of solace i didn't like either well i'm just because harvey javier bardem is so He's menacing. an all-time great Bond villain. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Um, like, so I, but this one has gone through multiple directors. It was supposed to be the True Detective director doing it. Then it was Danny Boyle. Um, then it was Sam Mendes. This is when I start getting worried because now it looks well, like the studio is getting so heavily involved. And I, I think it would be very unfair to this actress if this is what they do to her. My hope is what they do with her character is that she ends up being the villain at the end of it. That would be pretty cool. And, that, that, it's, that it's, would be it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be Rami Malek, who I think is going to be great that's playing the villain. I f- but if she's if he's work if she's like a double agent worker or triple agent, I guess R- technically, <laughs> R- uh, like Rami Malek has like that, that look where he oh yeah like yeah yeah great or, or, or he plays AIDS very well also. <laughs> um, okay, so this is something we have to get into what and um this is actually going to be a little more surprising than you guys expected um okay. an update on boss bagel uh chris chris morgan i believe his name is oh, okay. um so i did some preliminary outreaching just saying um you know they his agent put out something their manager about podcast so i just sent him our website and he sent me an email was like hey do you want to have chris on the podcast i was like yeah dude tell him to call in wednesday eight o'clock he's like all right five hundred dollars to this email I'm like, motherfucker, like yeah, you're really course. trying to hose me. And I was really pissed off and I was planning and start ranting about it, about how this guy's a joke and everyone forget about him. And that's still not entirely untrue. But then I saw him on Jim and Sam this week. I was glad you told me because as soon as you said that, I put it on. And my take on it has changed entirely because now I get it. Because, And I got to give Jim Norton and Sam Roberts all the credit in the world because they made me realize who this guy is. Specifically Sam Roberts. Oh, dude. Sam is Sam, Sam Roberts is one of the greatest wise asses in the history dude. of broadcasting because... Mo- this is how I know he's actually this guy's actually stupid, and I he's probably a product of like fetal alcohol syndrome, which would explain his height and his uh, behaviors, his, um, his outrage. And stuff Sam like that. Sam was insulting him right to his face blatantly <laughs> that any one of us would have picked up on it the first time. This guy didn't pick up on it after the hundred and twentieth time. Dude, the one that made me laugh the most, and it was the silliest one. When he was talking about, I was like, oh, you're working for my family, and then I had to go to my I had to go to my grandmother's house because like her, her basement flooded, and there was a bird down there. Oh my and, god! And, and then Sam just goes, but like the one creature you would think is not worried about a flood would be a bird <laughs> birds, and, and he looks at it, he goes no 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 he's like the bird was fine he goes well yeah the bird can fly but go on well and, and, and the, the guy one, just kept going the one that i liked was where he's talking about like his divorce and everything and he's like i lost my house and then sam goes yeah now you have a van <laughs> and he goes like yeah he's like uh and sam was saying something that was like a completely backhanded passive aggressive comment and the guy's like thank you Dude. and <laughs> you know who he's not far off and you've been listening to more old o and a to lady die to bobo 
to Stalker he, Patty. He reminds me a lot of Bobo. Yeah, honestly. it's he's okay. And I, I Bobo, I know you're listening. To this. I love you to death. You and know, that, but Bobo, I'm, you also wear these guys kind of fucked with you. But then they pulled it back no, and they took care of you. I'm not saying that to be disrespectful. <laughs> no, to Bobo. I'm saying that because the like, way he didn't understand context and things like that. Correct, yeah. And uh, I'm also fully in belief that that manager of his who was sitting behind him is milking this guy and you're probably going to scam him out of a lot of money. Probably. Um, because it. He's like 30, 25, 30 years younger than Chris, mm-hmm. or Boss Bagel guy, and it's like he's the one asking people for his money, and when you see the pictures of this guy out in public, I'm actually happy he's getting his 15 minutes. You know I what? Because I, 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 I have no ill will against him now, because he's someone that he, he they probably set it up, and he p- clearly has poor decision making, he's not bright, he has an anger issue, but... Everyone deserves a little bounce back sometimes, and if he's getting this, and I, I have a full belief that Jim and Sam are going to turn him into a pretty frequent regular. After watching that, I would kind of agree and with you. I, I definitely don't think he's a bad guy. I don't think he's malicious. I think he's completely harmless in every single I way. Was, yeah, there was a lot of times during an interview where he was talking, and he was like, I don't want to get into dude, details. He I don't just kept throwing out movie quotes about? and stand-up comedy routines, and then they're playing the videos of him and his dumb friends that weren't even funny. And At he's, all. you know, okay, you want to know what he reminded me of? Remember the episode of It's Always Sunny, Sweet D's dating a retarded person? <laughs> Remember when he was like laughing and his that's how he was laughing. His hands were like curled over and I'm like, oh. Yeah. And he, I also finally got context to how small he actually was when he sat in the chair. Any guy, dude. Yo. He's like he doesn't guy. have much on Peter Dinklage. Like yeah. I'm not even exaggerating. He is petite. No, he's he, very he, like small. I could punt that motherfucker. Thirty. I, it was yards. actually funny because I tweeted at what I thought was his actual Twitter turned out to be. He fake. does have a real Twitter. No, now. I'm saying I, I tweeted at the wrong one. I bought like a a, a, fa- a faux account and Bobby Buckle. I liked it, so I'm about it. <laughs> the yeah, actor did. Yeah, he probably owns the place you tweeted to. I'm all right with it. Um, so th- there was just a bunch of things there, and that's the other thing with his whole social media. He does have a real Twitter account now, but there was a point in this interview that made me realize that he's not running it when they're asking him to plug his celebrity boxing thing and didn't even know how to work the phone to read it at all I'm like oh he's boxing uh, Antoine Dotson in AC in a couple weeks we gotta go we gotta go at the golden nugget we gotta go I'd be down to go um, yeah, so Dan, I, I don't have anything bad to say about him now I get it now and I kind of appreciate his I appreciate his harmlessness because now <laughs> there's actually a context to it okay. he's he's a dummy He's just a he's a dunderbrain, and he 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 really is. He would have fit in perfectly to battleship. Uh-huh. Like he he would have been better than Rihanna. He would and, have been the commanding officer and of the aliens. There was a couple parts that he genuinely made me laugh during it. Like, in, it, I thought Jimmy was really funny because it was kind of like good cop bad cop. But Sam talked to him like he was a fucking moron for yeah. an hour and twenty minutes, and this guy didn't pick up on it once. Nope. And um, so I have no um, I have nothing bad to say about him now. I, I really I, don't. I really don't. And uh, to there's be honest, nothing bad to say. I was never really listening to Jim and Sam. And just listening to that interview oh, made me love them. Dude, that you'll, much you'll more. love it. There, well, there are a couple. Listening to old ONA and then listening to Jim and Sam now, how much, how great Sam Roberts. Oh, when you think about how he into. started out as an intern to uh, an assistant producer to the executive producer to being having his own show to being on WWE Network to having his own wrestling show on YouTube. Uh, Sam Roberts is someone I have a tremendous amount of respect for because he is the ultimate hustler. He busted his ass and he is a snobby, snar- uh, smart me motherfucker oh, yeah. and dude it was great on ONA they always used to ask him like come on let's be real here that hair your mom uh, fucked the black guy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so but no really I my my feelings towards that that guy just kind of changed I was very like annoyed for a minute and then I, I still I'm not like sitting there like yeah he's great I'm just like I don't care now yeah like, it's, he's that's, just so irrelevant to me yeah so 
Um, yeah, that's it, there's nothing bad to say about him now. Uh, honestly, um, there was some other controversy this week uh, with a very very popular uh, Netflix series. And hold on, Taylor, talk for a second. No, so um, I, I like I said, the whole Bagel Boss thing is just one thing I just couldn't stand. But what you were talking about a Netflix series? You okay, said? yeah. So there's a very popular Netflix series that. I watched one episode of um, Landlord loves it. I think uh, Josh's wife likes it as well. I don't know that definitively, but I know Ralph's wife watched it. Uh, 13 Reasons Why. Does uh, the wife watch that, Josh? No. Okay. Um, so I don't know if you heard about 13 Reason- Reasons Why before, Taylor, but I- it deals with some very, very tough subject matter, um, bullying, um, the the fappening type things happening to a high school girl, and ultimately she commits suicide in the first season. Okay. Um, and it's kind of, it's actually, she commits suicide within the first episode, and then it's all about the 13 reasons why she did it, mm. and uh, investigating it, and unraveling it, and then it does get to the point where they show you how she killed herself, and it's it's very graphic. Um, it's very graphic and rough and people were very bothered by it. And Netflix decided this week, two years after the season came out, that they're going to remove the suicide scene from the show. But why two years later? Because my, my honest opinion, and what? you know I'm kind of delving into more thinking like the whole Nike thing was by design, uh-huh. that they wanted to get a little more traction, people talking about them and things like that. Do you but think people were uh, stopped people, watching it? People were definitely complaining about that scene. Landlord told me that she had to fast forward through that episode. It's that it was, rough, huh? Well, yeah, show her cut her wrists and bleed out. Yeah. It's it's. But to me, if you're dealing with the subject matter of teen suicide, being as realistic as possible is so important because it can be a wake-up call for that kid that is struggling in a similar situation, and even not in a similar situation, just someone that's suicidal. It's also a very real issue that I feel like should be addressed. Yes. You know what I'm so, saying? So, so ne- like, what better way to present it? Granted, it's entertainment, but what better course, way to present it as authentic as possible? Yeah, it's it, they made it look very authentic, and it's dealing with how, like, uh, almost like the game of telephone, where someone said something happened, and then it spiraled, and this whole girl's personal and social life, she became, you know, the talk of the town, the rumor mill, right. and she kills herself. And they removed this scene two years later, and I was looking through some of the, the tweets about it. People said Most people I saw did not agree with it at all. Uh, some people said, you know, I made my kids watch this that was dealing with depression and showing how it really is and how it affects the people around them. And I think that's very, very important. Yeah. And one of the movies that brings me back to that was also very graphic, there's two. Um, Dead Poet Society, which we talked about a little bit earlier, and One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest when he cuts Ooh, his wrists at the yep. end. And it was very real in the moment that led to it. So this is, this is why it actually truly bothers me. In season two, there's a scene where a kid gets a broomstick shoved up his ass by bullies. That one didn't get removed. Where's the outrage about that one? That one's pretty bad, yeah. What do you think is more important to artistic integrity to a show about the fallout from teen suicide and bullying? The the fucking broomstick going up a boy's ass in the bathroom at school or the teen suicide? I, I think they're both, they both hold weight. So. Which one do you think would be more likely that you would think would could think, go without? I think the, the rape. The, the, the rape. The, yeah, yeah, the, the rape. Sodomy. Because we also know about, that happened at Rutgers not that long ago where a kid got a fucking broomstick shoved up his ass as part of a hazing thing. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I can't see Josh. Yeah, I was going to say, so Josh changed <laughs> came his in, shirt. He came in wearing camo. Yeah, so now he's like, now I can only hey, see that, his that's legs. Hey, that's a United States Marine Corps. That's Stolen Valor. Stolen Valor. And he's got an Aryan haircut. <laughs> Proud boy. You look like Benny um, from The Mummy. So, but, my, the, yeah, you do look like Benny. <laughs> it's like, you're on the wrong side of the table. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's on the wrong side of sexuality, too. Uh, let's, get, let's get a broomstick. <laughs> Shut up his ass. So, to me, I'm thinking, like, this show removes the 
suicide thing, which is way more relevant than broomstick rape, and way more uh, happens way well, more. You put it that, that way. Happens way more than broomstick rape, and they keep the broomstick rape in. <laughs> like a fifties. That accent. to me just screams phony, phony, phony. Yeah. Your whole show. I, I, when landlord was watching the second season, I walk in the living room and it's like the last scene, and I heard people were like, it was controversial, and it's like a kid bringing a gun to the prom, and I'm like, yo. But it came off as heavy-handed, and the whole show, and Landlord's even said it is a little heavy-handed. I heard it's a fucked-up show. Though. Yeah, I mean, I, it's I, supposed it's to be. Yeah, right. It's it's not much different when we're talking about tough subject matter. Euphoria is incredibly fucked That's up. That's what I, I still have Euphoria is, it, I'm, I'm telling you, dude, if you can get past some of the, there's a lot of man dick in it. Like, honestly, lot, there dude. is a lot of man dick, and there was only one episode where I actually had to, like, block my hands a little bit, right. and it's just because I don't need to see it. It's like, and just like some people don't need to see guts and gore, well, and see, you, don't, like, you didn't, you couldn't look at OJ's cutting off Nicole Brown's head. To me, uh, a decapitate, uh, my decapitation is a man's boner, and there, I've also got to give him respect, and this sounds a little weird, but I've never seen so many hard boners on television before. <laughs> Is that Josh? No, no, and, no. And, and, like, and like we've all watched Game of Thrones a lot. Yeah, you no, know listen, I mean? listen. I, anyone's that. lying and saying they haven't seen multiple movies and TV shows where they see man dick. But how many have shown full boners before? I mean, yeah. And but it, that is not the crutch of the show. They actually only like there was that one episode was super heavy, and the other ones it's been like here and there. But it was always made sense into the storyline. And uh, this past week, Josh, and I'm not trying to spoil anything, and I'm not going to. This was this past week's episode did a great job of slowing down a little bit because yeah. the previous four weeks were like it just kept going up. It started out in like four four degrees or like forty degrees, then it was up to sixty, then it was up to eighty, then last week was like a hundred, and they brought it back down to like sixty, seventy five. Yeah. And the temperature is building to another point for a buildup. Um but I do think that you would appreciate the way the show is made. It is as well produced show, even if I didn't like the storyline at all, I would be able to appreciate how it's made. Right. And okay. Um, but I, if 13 Reasons Why is controversial, something's going to happen on Euphoria that's going to be even more controversial because they don't, they're not restricted by Netflix at all on HBO. I mean, I've seen them do more stuff that made me like drop my jaw than any TV show I've seen in recent memory, honestly. Um, I don't know, but the thirteen reasons why thing just—it's—it's it's annoying. It, it does seem weird. It, it, it doesn't—it doesn't make sense. It also when you mention a it, season like, when later, you say it, when you say it like that, it does kind of feel like by design. Yeah, honestly. it feels like they're trying it to get people like talking it. about them again. Like I said, the well, whole look, it worked. Well, like the that, third season's coming out soon, right? I believe so. so yeah, so, so, so they're probably building up. hype. So that's like someone said. I was uh, okay. So last earlier this week or last week, um, I read, I saw a news story pop up and it was related to the whole Nike thing, and I retweeted it and it was like I posted like the the laughing emoji and I was mm-hmm. like I told you this is all a fucking clown show and people took that as me being in support of Kaepernick and Nike. I'm like no. What ha- the whole story was that this Arizona governor who said we're shutting down the the, the bills for the Nike plants we're going to build here. Oh, he changed his mind. They're opening them because of the economic stimulus because it all comes down to money, doesn't it? Money uh-huh. and votes. Yep. So I'm not saying it is support. I'm saying you're fucking stupid if you don't realize that's what it fucking is. So. And, all right. So um, I want you guys to rank for me top five cereals. Taylor, go. Top five cereals? You can put me on the spot. I'll go from five to one. Five is Captain Crunch. You don't have to do any order. You can just name your no, top five. Five five is Captain Crunch OG, wait. not Crunch Berries. Oh, not Crunch Berries. Not so crunch just berries. the shit that 
tears up the roof of your mouth. Yeah, it's fucking. It's take, take a spoonful and you're immediately blood everywhere. Uh, <coughs> four is gonna have to be cinnamon toast crunch. Ooh, I absolutely cinnamon love toast cinnamon crunch toast crunch. Is a good one. Number three, just keep it simple. Give me some regular frosted flakes. Frosted mm. flakes rule. I do appreciate a good bowl of frosted flakes. You know why? Why? Because they're great. What, what? <laughs> All right, God Psst, damn fucking it. home run. Jesus Christ. Th- th- thanks, <laughs> thanks, Daniel it, Chipper. It, it, no, it should be Danpa. Dan Danielson. Thanks, yeah, Dan dude. Danielson. Uh, so, number two is a hard one, but if I really had to choose... Like a boner. <laughs> like a vagina. <laughs> hard vagina? What? No, it's a fucking... Shut up. A bowl of vagina? <laughs> Who doesn't like that? It's the no, first ever now, seafood cereal. Jesus Christ. <laughs> number two is going to have to be Reese's Puffs. Oh, fucking Reese's, Reese's Puffs. Reese's Puffs awesome. are delicious because it's a candy. Thanks. It's a candy cereal. Oh, my God. That one's great. And then, honestly, the greatest cereal of all time, and it is without a doubt, not up for fucking discussion, okay. is Waffle Crisp. Fuck yes. with me, Thank you, dude. sir. High five, Fuck please. with dude, me. Josh has been with me in stores before when you rarely find Waffle Crisp, and I buy like four to five boxes of it. <laughs> you have to. And they last. it goes away. They last like three days. I'll eat a box a night, dude. Waffle crisp. <laughs> and this is the sad part. I found out like the last time I had bought it. And this hasn't stopped me from buying because I haven't seen it since then. I found out they stopped actually like making it in like 2011. So any box I get <laughs> is it's from... so old. <laughs> but it's also so delicious. It's so great. All right, Josh, top five cereals, go. Okay, not ranked, no particular order. Uh, Reese's Puffs. Yes. yes. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Yes. Great. Um, Fruity Pebbles. Yes. Fruit, okay. Um, Fruit Loops. Fruit okay. Loops, Fruit Loops and Honey Nut Cheerios. I do like honey. I like taking a banana and a slicing of, it up and putting a ba- uh, Honey Nut Cheerios. A lot of shit that's I'm just most, bad for you and then Honey Nut Cheerios. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, so what, a lot, of, a lot of fruit, huh? Are you trying to tell us something? Yeah, well, he is one. Um, so, okay, my top <laughs> five awesome. cereals. Josh named two of Yo, them. Fruit Loops, low-key, underrated, legit. I'll you get the ones that. with the marshmallows in them sometimes. See, it's a nice okay, here's treat. the thing. Mm-mm. Those freeze-dried no? marshmallows, I can't stand it. It's weird on my teeth, dude. Right, I'm not, it's weird. There are those foods that just can have that texture on your teeth it's, and fuck like, everything I, I feel it. It's almost like I'm biting on tinfoil. All right, so my top five cereals uh, you guys already named two of them waffle crisp and uh, fruity pebbles yeah. absolutely you also named another one frosted flakes Dude. frosted flakes to me are the easiest cereal to eat because it's not overly like fruity it doesn't taste as sh- i mean obviously it's sugary it's not as sugary as fruity pebbles and uh yeah it, it doesn't overdo right, it i'm gonna give you one i'm gonna divine. give you one that no one said what i like apple jacks a lot apple, apple jacks, jacks are good apple, apple jacks, jacks are really good i like apple jacks and the last one is probably gonna have to be reese's puffs as reese's well puffs. so we're all just children yeah um, like sure. <laughs> there are healthy cereals i oh, like to be I, fair I, like honey I, bunches I, of oats are really dude, fucking good i used to like growing up i used to like cock no uh what, what was it? Uh, Kicks or something like that? Oh, Kicks, yeah. yeah Kicks I also cool. like Honey Smacks. Not a lot of people like those. That's all right. Uh, I, 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 used to like, I used to like Pops, too. Gotta have oh, Pops. Oh, Pops were good. All right. um, I think most overrated cereal of all time, Fight Me, is Lucky Charms. Fuck that cereal. Um, nah. I rate it about where I think it should be. I do like a bowl of Lucky Charms, but it's never the you know, cereal of choice for me. What Can't I think it. the most under- overrated cereal is... What? You know, I, I listed a couple of fruity cereals on my list. Not as into tricks as I am fruit yeah. loops and fruity pebbles. Tricks, you're not wrong. Tricks, um, you, tricks okay, so wait, stupid. let me ask you guys. So this is a similar question. I feel like we should be saving this for a shoot the shit. But this I think there's a though. different type of fruity sugary, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay, so what do you prefer, Pepsi or Coke? To me, there's an easy answer because of the how much different one tastes sugar-wise to me. Coke, I like more sugar. Pepsi tastes more like syrupy, sugary to me. I'll still drink a fucking Pepsi. Any jabroni that says they won't but they'll drink a Coke is a fucking asshole. <laughs> that, that's one of my favorite uh, Lewis Black bits. When you go into a restaurant, it's like, uh, what do you have? I'll have a Coke. We only have Pepsi. Fuck you. I'm out of here. Yeah, I'm, I'm going across the street eat buckets that, of that, shit. That's what I mean. So what would you prefer? Pepsi, Coke? Honestly, coin flip, I'm going to have to say Coke. Okay. But I will say Pepsi does, like you said, have the syrup taste. So it feel, it tastes more of like a fountain Listen, drink, which I, don't I ever, I don't ever... Okay, Pepsi from a fountain. It's weird how it's fountain fan, sodas are sometimes oh. better. Like, I love a root beer, but a fountain root Yo, beer... A fountain grape Any, soda. Uh, Yo. No, fountain grape soda is divine. I don't ever want grape Dude, soda. Fountain... Stewart's root beer. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Oh my god! Stewart's root beer forever, forever, and always the go. Dude, dude I went real. to um, the movies not that long ago, and they had a uh, a red birch beer in the fountain soda. What, uh, dude? I can't tell you. You'll never see that. How never, ever, dude. fucking happy I was. And how many times... I must have missed 10 minutes of the movie just going back through Phil. <laughs> I 100% would do that too, dude. That's All right, fucking let's, great. Let's, now I just want root beer. All right, we got to save some of these ridiculous conversations for after this. That was good. I um, like that. So, Area 51 update. We talked about this oh, a couple weeks ago. How many more people okay, signed so, a petition? So, you, it's got up to like 500, 600,000 now, I think. Jesus. So, this is this is where I'm at. And it was kind of like the Boss Bagel guy. It's how Joe, the first time, Joe Rogan's fault. The first time I saw... It's definitely... Part Part of it. Uh-huh. Um, the first time I saw the Boss Bagel guy, I laughed my ass off, and then once I read into it more, I got annoyed. The Area 51 thing, someone sent me a request like two weeks ago to join the group that was doing that. I was like, oh, this is funny. Whatever. And the next week, it's fucking everywhere. There's Now there's... You can't scroll through Facebook or Twitter for more Instagram. than 10 seconds. Instagram for 10 seconds without seeing one of those. And that begs the question is if we should just stay off social media so we can't get annoyed. But there is an entertainment... I like hating things sometimes. <laughs> you hate follow. I, no, I definitely... I hate look at things. And they're always, <laughs> they're always irrelevant things. Like, I openly... I, I mute everything political and I find the news on my own. And everything else to me are things that really don't matter in my life. They I... I you know, everyone's like, well, I see you rip up sports jersey. I'm like, and you can ask any of them a couple hours later, I don't give a fuck anymore. Okay. It's, I, I just, I like putting my actual dumb anger to things that I have no control over. Okay. <laughs> so the Area 51 thing went from this funny, like, little building thing to now. It you can't go can't go away, it's and there. I now I'm at the point when it was like a couple like fifty thousand a hundred thousand I was like oh the couple guys will show up as a joke, when you get up to six hundred thousand how many people are are actually going to be stupid enough to do it or I don't think there's any way all five hundred thousand are just talk I would how say many people at, went to that fucking fire festival dude, that would, had no validity I would at say all. at minimum if six hundred thousand people sign a petition if fifty thousand show up that's a good turnout dude I but okay but. Is it a good turnout? Because you know what's going to happen if they actually try to storm Area no, 51. I understand that. I'm just saying, like, from a numbers perspective. They're, you know what I mean? How ridiculous it is. Dude, you know what the, the the thing that gets me about it is that you got to use a little bit of common sense. You're talking about what is Area supposed to be 51. a top secret military Air Force Base. research site. A military installation. You think that you're not going to step onto those fucking grounds and trip a goddamn landmine and blow the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, dude. And this is the other thing. If you really read into alien stuff and things like that, most people that are experts don't think Area 51 has alien anything anymore. I think it's at S4 and other places that have changed locations. Well, I mean, but, especially because, like, the secret's out. You would think that the government well, would be Well, the government has admitted there. that they have... They, there, there are things you could find about, you know, confirming that there's alien technology. They don't know what it is, but this has been proven. I, my buddies have sent me, and this is the same guy that's called me a social justice warrior for the Nike thing, my buddy Jeff. Um... So he My no it was yeah. it was a friend of Jeff's actually he sends me FBI files on the FBI website and it's about the end of World War Two right okay 
And it actually says in these FBI files that Hitler escaped and got to Argentina. <laughs> like, it, it, these are on the FBI's official government website. Then everyone's like, yeah, Hitler killed himself. Yeah, right. Like, that. that's the thing. Like, so, but isn't it crazy how something can become a truth for so long that people know it's out there? But they don't, they it's don't, like they, they don't care to look. It's, and I'm not trying to say I'm a conspiracy theorist or even challenge conspiracy theories because so many of them are just, well, this expert said this. This isn't real. This is a hoax. These are things that our government has acknowledged. That's a question if you believe the government. Well, that was the same thing, too, where like everyone did, like Area 51 was a big thing, then they denied it, then it's like, okay, it's a place, but it's not sure. really this. Then it, it always, well, more information when you, put that, when you don't tell people out. things, they're going to want to know. For sure. They're going to want to know. It's, That's it's why a, they, the, J, the, the JFK files, 9 11 commission. It's, it's the same thing with a little kid. When you're a little kid, you say, don't touch that stove. It's hot. Yeah, Why? sure. He's going to fucking touch the Don't stove. take your dick out. So what do I do, Taylor? <laughs> you take your dick out every time. And <laughs> then I apologize for making you wait. Literally, if, if, you know, if you challenge me, I'm going to do it. Yeah, if you, so, if, no, if you challenge you, you're going to send you, you're going to send someone a picture of your naked asshole. Well, it's going to look that, like this, the to be fair, to be, like the to be fair, when I sent you a picture on a challenge, you lost a bet. Yeah, but I'm saying like... You, oh, like, I sent it multiple times. You've yes. seen my asshole. It's terrible. How many times do you think you've seen my cornhole? <laughs> Uh, I would put the over at 25. Balls? And, oh, the balls? <laughs> uh, definitely seen the balls more than 20 times. A helmet? Uh, there was one time you were just being so fucking stupid drunk at Greg's house, and you were just like, you just whipped it out, and you're, just, and you're sitting there, and you're just taking uh, Snapchats. <laughs> you're sitting next to me with, with your cock and balls out, taking and Snapchats, you and the then you sent me the fucking Snapchat. I watched you do it. Yeah, like, it's well. so... Dumb, you know, one of the best stories I've ever heard is the person who took that picture telling me about them taking the picture. <laughs> Wait, who did that? You, could you be any more vague? Oh. Yeah, the picture. Oh. oh, I know what you're talking about yeah. now. Yeah, you can't bring that name up. Well, I didn't bring the name up. That's why I said the person yeah, who now took we that did, picture. Now we just made it awkward, so we well, talk about it's, things it's, that are a conversation. Well, I, I look, the moral of the story is you can't trust the government because I will always yeah, send you pictures of my dick and balls. Yeah, how do we not trust the government to Dan sending a picture of his dick? It's not as bad as when a picture of his dick on Facebook Messenger. And your mom opened it. Yeah, it was terrible. So actually, this? What? What are you playing? All right. That's nothing. You didn't play anything. Hey, Twitter world, it's me, yours truly. <laughs> it's yours truly. You know, I know I've been away for a while, but I don't know what's going on with America. I don't know. You know, today, I was told that this individual, let's call him person A, stated that he thought person B should not have a right to public expression. Oh, yeah? What's interesting about that is person what? B, years ago, helped fight for person A's right for freedom of expression. What is he talking public about? Public expression. So? And then I get home, and I'm watching uh, politics, and I see where this I'm one party pushed a measure to the floor that they knew they couldn't pass, that would make them look divided, which they did. The other party looked like a today? team, like they were this totally together. They oh, all he was talking the about the Trump way. impeachment Maybe whoever pushed this uh, is a double agent. Even 147 Democrats I don't know. It. He's not talking What's about What's going anything? on, America? <laughs> What's going Take on, care. America? Take care. Was, Mr. Simpson, can, uh, Mr. Simpson, Dude, please Anthony try on Kumi these gloves, and can you be any more vague? Yeah. It can Anthony Cumia get O.J. Simpson on Compound Media I think he would. for a show? Would you listen to it? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I, I Dude, would, that's, that was almost when Sorry. He, 
I'm not sorry whatsoever. No, nope. I, do, I, I would be down. I, listen, if you went on Rogan... There's listen. no way it works well. There's no way it goes well. Especially with Everything O.J. Simpson does is a fucking train wreck. <laughs> I want to see the train wreck. Especially with Kumia leading the interview. I think that would be no, amazing. I just want him to have a show. Oh, you mean I have his own on show? On Compound Media, the O.J. Simpson dude, show. You, you know they uh, they offered Anthony Weiner his own show and he yeah. turned it down? Yeah, he how, turned it down. How ridiculous would that dude, be? Dude, what would you call O.J.'s show? Like uh, I didn't do cut, it. Cutthroat with OJ. <laughs> just, just dead white bitch with OJ Simpson. Drinking juice with the juice. Ooh, and he's got a big thing of orange, ooh, orange juice. That's pretty good. You could, if he's doing gossip, it could be Juicy Juice. Juicy Juice. <laughs> and his co-host is that shitty rapper Juicy J. Oh God, dude. Juicy I, and Juice show. Just drinking think about juice OJ having juice. having a forum where he could say whatever he wants, which is compound. He media. does. He doesn't. He doesn't say anything. Yeah, but he's this person, but person A. I do think. If What's he, up, America? I do think if he goes Fuck to something like if he goes truly, if he goes to something like Compound though, where it's truly to say whatever the fuck you want. There is no paywall here. You can't get banned. You can't get fired. It's our paywall. There's no nothing else. Yeah, I would love to hear that because then he could just be. OJ, he could play it up for the camera and still say whatever the fuck you want. Did you see when he was on a uh, Who Was America? OJ Simpson? What, you, what, what is who is The right? Sasha Baron Cohen show where he was fucking with politicians and shit? How did I not? I haven't seen that episode. <sighs> Dude, it was the one. last episode, um, which I only just watched recently. I missed the last episode. I had to re-download it because I got deleted off my server. He does an interview with OJ in it as his like um, Italian fashion organizer or whatever. And he brings his like model out and he's talking to her and she's like, I, he says it's OJ Simpson. She's like, I don't know who that is. He's like, oh, the juice, the juice, you know, a football. Ah! <laughs> ah, ah, right in front of OJ Simpson and he's doing the stabbing motion and the cutthroat motion and OJ's like oh man oh yours truly only, <laughs> he's only playing it because he knows he's on camera dude, dude. it's fucking fu- I, dude the things that did you watch out of all this year Josh um, who was America no dude no. you guys please please Please, for the love of Christ, if you like Ali G, it's not as good as Ali no, G, I, but it's I've in that vein. I've seen the show, I just haven't seen. He all got of a it, politician, though. an elected official, to just scream the n bomb on camera oh, the, over oh, that and was over like, again. Oh, it's like you got to call attention to yourself because you're being. Yeah, what's, what's the, the first word you say? Ha ha ha! Yeah, he's screaming it, and he's got his ass out, dude. <laughs> the whole thing. He's like an Israeli anti-terrorist he, person he's training out people. of his mind. Oh, dude, he's so good. Imagine him as Freddie Mercury if that actually went through. Yo, you know how fucked up Alabama is right now. It's Alabama. They had to issue a warning today to tell people to stop flushing their meth down the toilet because of meth gators. <laughs> what the fuck is a meth gator? Now what that's we like have a, here like in a, the swamp over here, that's man, like a, now, man, that's like we a, have ourselves a meth gator, <laughs> meth because, gator. because my sister's cousin twice removed brother-in-law decided to flush his methamphetamines down the Dude, fucking they can't drink. even say that word. They just call it crystal. They can't even. They don't. They can't say methamphetamine. Just ruin my bit, dude. Fuck you. Do the bit. <laughs> um. So, Alabama is so fucking. <laughs> that's the stupidest fucking thing. That's 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 wait, up wait, there with is, like this Florida. Is, uh, man. I'm looking at the Please. story now. It's Please. Tennessee. 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 Yeah, a Tennessee police department asked residents not to flush drugs down the toilet for fear of creating <sighs> meth gators. Reports CNN. <laughs> Alabama's funnier. I mixed mixed up my ancestral states. Tennessee's gorgeous. (laughs) Alabama is rough. Oh, yeah. It's like I drove I would not go to Alabama or Mississippi ever. M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. Thank you, dude. You have a third grade spelling level. Yeah. That's wonderful. Like I said, how much much meth 
has to be getting flushed down the toilet. Can a woodchuck chuck? To actually create meth gators. It, meth it, sounds like, it, sounds like meth? A, it sounds like an MCU origin story. <laughs> the <laughs> meth gator. Yeah, Yo, you know what's going to happen? They're going to make uh, they're gonna make a sequel to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's going to be Teenage Mutant They did make a meth. sequel. They made a couple sequels to Teenage Mutant. No, what's well, your favorite Ninja Turtles movie in three, two, one, go? Uh, Return of the Ooze. I have to move on. You pissed me off. Did I? Yeah. Why? That was Kevin Nash playing him. Who? Kevin Nash was Shredder. Ooh, yeah, he was Shredder at the end of okay. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too. Oh, what? Because they killed him? No, it was actually Kevin Nash playing him. I'm saying, but they killed. I don't know where this is going, Josh. Josh, thoughts? Um, okay, cool. Josh, tell us your favorite memory when you were 23 years old. Go. What happened when you were 23, dude? Josh has no punchline. <laughs> It's kind of I, I might have need Taylor. I might have need Taylor in the dick when I was twenty three. <laughs> might have. You definitely did in that time frame. I, I, I That's the probably, highlight of your twenty three year old. Your I don't favorite fucking memory? remember what that. I do. I know what happened. What happened? Nothing good. You know who? <laughs> um, How many years ago was that? Tw- uh, what do you mean? Seven years ago. Yeah. Hooray, that was a long math. time ago, Josh. Thank you. You've really. I made- definitely. Yeah. I definitely need Taylor in the dick. Um. I also met my wife that year. So that you, you, great your first year. highlight, great year. Your first highlight was kneeing this cocksucker <laughs> and, and then not meeting get, your wife, not getting married. Yo, did I ever tell you? Well, uh, I didn't get married that year. No, no, no. Eight, sorry. You met your you you you, you were married. You didn't. Have, you, were you with anyone else after her? No. You were married. Shut up. I, st- I still remember <laughs> he just that. blinks. I still remember the whole thing happening because his wife was like, it was a super secret, and his wife. I, you must. I don't know why you told me first of all, people. But no, I, I, I no, I knew. No, yeah, but yeah, I'm saying, knew. but he. I remember. He, I kind of, I kind of helped facilitate. But I remember the whole he, thing. Like, he told me, and he was like, just keep it under wraps. I said nothing. So I guess word must have got out that his wife, that his wife found out. And I'm sitting in gaming at Best Buy. We are walking she, so closely to saying people's names. I, yeah. I can just see it on you. And I'm literally, dude. I'm sitting there, and I'm like. This like doing my thing or whatever, and, and, and she just walks Shaking. up. She just walks up to me, puts her hand in her pockets, and goes, "What's up, Micah?" I'm like, "Oh yeah." She I'm, wife I, always walked up with her hands in her pockets. I'm like, I'm like trying to I'm intimidate like, me. I'm like, "What's going on?" She well, goes, I ain't scared, bitch. She's not looking at me. <laughs> she's not looking at me. She's like straight, like okay. sur- she's like so straight serpico. She's me, right? like, I know you know, and, motherfucker. And she goes, "Here, you know, secret." I go. I don't know what you're talking about. Scared the shit. Out of I had me. another. I, gonna... I had another mean joke about the wife, but I'm not gonna say it. Yeah, let's not. Unless Josh says it's okay. No, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say the secret was what year she was born. <laughs> <laughs> was that too mean? No, go ahead. What are you playing? You'll know in a second. Okay. You might not know, but I'm just gonna leave it. All right, just leave it. Jam shit. Um. Yeah. Oh, come on. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Damn it. Shut up, dude. Why? <laughs> Um, you know the other Baby th- go now. Wait, so you know what else is all around the, uh, the webs this week? Kill that, Josh. The I can't. webs? The webs, the interwebs. Oh, you can't listen to Shaq, dude? Come Not on. right now. I cannot listen to Shaq. I can never listen to Shaq. You can, Not never, gonna, listen, don't you can never listen to Shaq, and you can never watch Shazam, ever. No. What I watch Steel, though. You'll steal with Hugh no, Jackman? No, Steel with Shaq. You never no. saw Steel? No. It was like one of the first ever comic book movies in the night. Are you going to play Kobe? Tell me how my ass. Tell me how my ass tastes. No, I don't want this right now. (laughs) Yeah, you do. No, I mean, I mean. Yeah. If you get me to the punchline, I'm feeling now. Check it. You know how I be. Last week Kobe couldn't do without me. Right when Drop his R's. 
It's inspirational and educational. We did say earlier at the beginning of the show that things were going to get weird. Imagine if Dan never hit record. No, no, we're recording. Don't worry. That would suck. Have to do it again. It'd be recorded in our minds. Wait, dude, come on. Make it when the generator no, this is what this is. Listen, this is what the people need because we kind of half-assed this week. Did we though? In theory, dude, Make we had less prep. You can turn it into a photo, dude. Ready? The voice is about to get hot. Electricity. Ready? Listen to this stretch, Freddie Mercury shit. <laughs> it's like Richie Blackmore singing. Well, dude. Okay, so so I know this song because of uh, Michael White, right? And uh, Mike White's one of my favorite friends. He's one of the most... I could say, honestly... Puking in buckets and shit. Puking in buckets and shit. So one of the scariest, smartest people I know. Josh has known Mike for a long time. There is literally... It would be terribly inconvenient to say that. Specifically now. So you'll never meet someone like Mike White in any single way. Fair to say, Josh? Is he not one of the most individualistic people you've ever met? He's He's unique. It's I, I can't describe him like Unique. anyone else. And when we used to drive to school senior year and in the senior lot, we would blast like weird fucking songs and people are just standing outside and, like course. just like park awkwardly and stare and drive away, just creep people out. <laughs> Wesley Willis was another big one that we did. If you know him, he was rock and roll McDonald's seen in Supersize Me, if you remember that. They're making a second Supersize Me. That guy is doing one about um fast food chicken. Okay. And I don't need to see it. You want to know why? No, nah, because I love fast food chicken. Well, I'm not. I, I'm not going to stop eating I, Popeyes. I, I saw a video that totally skeeved me out, and I'm officially done with that shit. I can't. Fast do food it. in general? No, like fast food, like like uh, Popeyes, KFC, shit like that. No, so you're more. telling me I, that if I put a twenty piece in front of you right now, you wouldn't you have, have a, a single a, nugget. A tender? What about you a tender? Have a single nope. nugget. Nope. Nope. I don't believe it. I'm not even joking. Ruin me for life. Not even joking. Next week, whoever passes one, bring Popeyes or KFC. We'll see what happens. Just listen. If you bring it, bring biscuits. Don't no, no, chicken. no, no. We're only getting chicken. All right. That's fine. We will see if you go. I'm going to bring a 20-piece, Josh. Yeah. Put it here. Maybe we'll even do cold fried chicken, which is usually pretty fucking good, too. That's harder than regular fried chicken. Yeah. I could uh, get, but- get some hot. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> get some hot. <laughs> I meant, like, spicy. <laughs> Fucking dummy! Stupid. What a fucking boob! I can get some hot. <laughs> um, um, it's the anniversary of the fucking Apollo Eleven. Ow. Yo, it's speaking of fast sad. food chicken, do you guys remember when they made the chicken taco? Where at Taco Bell? Oh yes, the uh, yeah yeah, it was the chicken taco. I'll never I did have it. That one I... of our friends got so mad that the shell was made out of chicken, and he thought there was going to be beef in the chicken taco. <laughs> Can you say who this person is? Who's Gallucci, another- dude? <laughs> oh my god, you're right. Uh. Dude, I remember because that was during Big Brother Season 17. <laughs> I meant to send him an article. We like making fun of this douche because he loves the Big Brother, but we always say he loves The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. He gets all defensive. I just saw the the he creator. live tweets Big Brother. Dude. I, I no, he watches twenty. He does the twenty four seven like the after night cam. He'll watch that shit too. I know. Hey, I know. And he so, live tweets. But so That's I just I just saw that uh, <laughs> he the, live tweets shit. That's not even happening. No, on he's the about it. TV show he's that about other it. people are actually watching. So, um, I wanted to go with the Bachelor Bachelorette thing because the creator of it just <laughs> this isn't funny. He got arrested for beating up his pregnant wife. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> so huh. that's the kind of entertainment Kalucci likes and the kind of people she, he likes supporting. Do you know? see the, He's uh, just a low life. Yo, 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 bet money. Did, he, he loved like the hills. You, you can bet it. Uh, bet DSI. Uh, <laughs> oh, he loved the hills. Did you see that the uh, the photographer that was like the main photographer hired by the family of Jean Benet Ramsey recently got um he got booked for child porn. 
okay. That's interesting. I'm not even trying to be like who's John Bennett. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You don't know about John Bennett Ramsey? Honest, I have no idea. Okay, so he. To be fair, that was a store we were. Josh and I were maybe in first grade. That ballpark. We were young, which yeah, means we he young. was like in preschool. Yeah, that's honestly. True. Yeah, so, so this was like one of the first big news stories I ever remember in my life. Uh, she was a child beauty pageant uh, champion, star, or whatever, and she got murdered on Christmas night. Mm-hmm. On Christmas night, uh, never found out who did it. Uh, there's never been. It's the strangest thing. And uh, was she I, white? Yeah. So so she's the white girl, Biggie Tupac. Yeah, more or less. I mean, there's a couple of those. To be fair, the Lindbergh baby. And uh, you know Casey Anthony. Casey Anthony. Well, no, we know what happened. (laughs) She didn't go to prison, but we know what happened with Casey Anthony. Yeah. yeah, No, this was. There's been like a couple notorious ones in more recent time, like Casey Anthony. Right. uh, Right. Right. Scott Peterson was a big story as well. He's the one that uh, took his wife out, his pregnant wife out in a boat, and drowned her and little little Connor Peterson. He never learned to swim, and it's fucking vile. And it was the husband. So the John Benet Ramsey case was one of the first big cases I remember. Like being a thing. I remember OJ. Um, I remember. You really remember OJ? Yeah, dude. I remember OJ. Jesus. I was down in Florida when that was happening. My my dad remembers OJ. Yeah, it's like weird. Like you know how you like, like little memories that you remember. Like my first memory that I remember to this day was when I was three years old, getting tubes put in my ears because of ears ear infections. That's yeah. the first memory I have, and that was that fucking young. I actually remember being in the hospital. So it, there are weird things, but it probably was because everyone was watching. I remember Tyson biting Holyfield vividly, being at my grandparents in Florida, and John. Ben- Day, it was that was huge, and it's still they just made more documentaries about it. They a, still don't know who did it. They still don't know who did it. I think the brother. I watched some of the documentaries. I think her brother did it because he was a little, a little out there, off kilter, if you will. Put it nicely. Um, and I think the parents covered it up. Uh, there's enough stuff I've seen that makes me think the parents had something to do with it. Yeah. I mean, it's like weird how it, it, that's how anything like this is a conspiracy, obviously, because sure. it, it sounds terrible to pin that on a you know two people, regardless of circumstances, that and a brother, no matter what happened, and it's it's a fucked up story. There's just some crazy. I mean, technically, Nicole Brown Simpson's murder is unfound too. <laughs> like when you think about it. Well, legally, he, yeah, legally, not not uh, financially. Yeah, not financially whatsoever. Yeah, so what was I mean like I don't remember I can't remember my first big news story. I I would honestly have to probably be 9/11. Yeah, which I, that probably makes and sense. Then, what year the, were you born? To 1991. But I'm trying to remember something else that happened oh, so in the you, 90s I've, I don't remember. Like I might have Columbine, you don't remember Columbine? You no. don't remember Bill Clinton? No. Dude, I remember he doesn't remember Columbine. I don't remember. The, we were in, I honestly what, we were in fifth grade, ninety nine. Like so I was in like second or third or something. Yeah, like but that. Columbine that was like no, I, that was massive. I'm just saying I don't remember. Like I I remember vividly nine eleven, and then like Do you know what else I remember really well? What Hulk Hogan joining the NWO. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. That's like this sounds terrible to say. But my memory is so vivid of that, like it was Columbine. Like I remember, like just specific things. Obviously, everyone remembers nine eleven. If someone says they don't remember nine eleven, they they're ISIS. Get them out of here. <laughs> like, come on. At this point, I'm trying to like. What's like the, like the other big thing I rem- like I can remember like growing like the first big thing, sports wise was probably I. I oh, much, I remember McGuire and Sosa vividly. Dude. I remember the Sosa hop, and I also, for whatever reason, I have ingrained in my brain Aaron Rowan playing center field for the Phillies. That is such a weird fucking Wait, thing listen. on the scale of stuff we're talking about. No, I'm saying like 9/11. I, no, I'm saying like, like just, <laughs> Aaron like, Rowan when he was on the Phillies. No, I'm saying like when he went like what, like when he crashed into the wall and yeah, shattered yeah, I his remember. Nose. Oh, okay, big play. That, like that, that was a, that, I, that I remember, and I also remember Randy Johnson hitting the hitting the hitting the bird with the with the fastball. Yeah, that, that was one that even went more viral. Like it was a big deal. Years but, later. 
I'm talking like big, big shit, dude. Like uh, wild shit. Like like the stuff that was like national. You know what I mean? Like some like we said Columbine. I can't believe you remember that. Do you remember I, Sandy Hook? Uh, yes. <laughs> I was gonna say you were an adult, dude. Your memory must be shit from like sixth grade before. No, I, I'm being honest. Like it's it's like I've been going to doctors a lot because like I I do have issues with memory. Like they're saying, do you have dementia? No CTE, dude. No, like th- they're saying that there is there are issues because I had so many concussions just playing four years of football that I do legit have. Memory yeah, dude, I get it. Honestly, so I I like I'm not I remember, ma- I'm not making fun of you, but I'm laughing at it. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm laughing at it too. You have I'm to just saying, but like that's the God's honest. Like that's why. I that's, been a doctor every week the for the last we two with months. The head. Oh yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure he's a you know what now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. what does that mean? It's I'll tell you. Honestly, you know what? That, no, that's that's I literally have to tell you. A battleship? No. <laughs> what is he? Well, let's just let's just say his battleship sank. How about that? So um, he shit his pants. Yes, <laughs> probably frequently. <laughs> oh, good for him. Nice, dude. Honestly, when I get to that, my po- like, listen uh, to me. Life We're is- laughing this hard because we both yeah. know how terrible it is. And when why we tell, wouldn't you? When we tell you, you're gonna understand why. I listen. I believe it. I'm pretty sure I've heard it before, and I probably didn't know them that well, so I don't care. Yeah, it just I, I can respect it. But it's and I'm, I'm not I'm not envious, obviously, but my whole thing in life is I just want to not give a fuck about anything. What's a bigger not give a fuck than just sitting there shitting your pants? <laughs> like, I want you guys to still come hang out with me if I'm like that. Like, just be like, you know, the dolphins are on, and then if they, they're they losing, just push me over. <laughs> just tilt my <laughs> head you, back so throw, I choke on my tongue. Throw you in the trash. <laughs> yeah, just throw me in the garbage. <laughs> I'm done. Like, honestly, isn't life just about how much you give a fuck? I, I want to give a fuck at all. I'm yeah, not I'm rooting not. for that to happen. I'm going to enjoy shit while I got it. I'm rooting for it to happen. I mean, the sooner the better, to be honest. Um, I want to hear a crazy story that came out today yeah. um, about something uh, that the Pentagon has to release uh, that one of our fine congressmen, Republican congressmen, got to pass. How the Pentagon was attempting to weaponize with bioweapons ticks and insects to use in like military warfare. Oh, cool. There is a theory that Lyme disease was mass spread, which now it's up to about 30,000 people a year that get uh, Lyme's disease. And that was like the time period what to happen that they're saying was like 25 years that they this may have definitely been happening i know i said may have definitely but it looks bad like this is the kind of information like area 51 where why can't we know if you're trying to test something out because you know how people respond like you're trying to make weapons out of things that mass multiply like when we're all gone how many fucking ticks and mosquitoes and shit are still going to be around get out of here dude no shot. I just that's this seems very far fetched to me, but I it's, not outside of the realm of possibility. Dude, like I said, the fact they still can't give us JFK information out of fear for national security. So you know, you know what that is, right? You know, what? you know what that honestly is, right? What that just tells you that it's fucking that, that, that there was Russians involved. It was an inside job. Well, it doesn't well, matter. Well, Navy you know, to, me, to me, the thing about the JFK thing is it doesn't matter what happened at the end of the day. It happened 60, 70 fucking sure. years ago. But what matters is that. They know what happened. And they don't tell know us. Yeah. The exact it doesn't matter. Well, yeah, why story. can't you tell us? It doesn't. The, well, I don't well, care. The story as, could be nothing, but tell it. Well, because as the second National Treasure movie clearly states, there's a book of secrets that only the presidents know. So, the so like Illuminati. A, like Illuminati. That's what I'm saying. It's an NWO. I'm going to kidnap the president of the yeah. United States. <laughs> Not, I'm in your way, an ex Navy SEAL and governor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. Oh, my God. He wrote in his book, he was sniping people off the Super All right, guys, let's do our last words. And and then we'll do our uh, bullshit for when I'm gone forever. Bye. How fucked up is this audio going to be if I actually die while I'm out there? Bye, Dan. <laughs> That's the next episode. They play the yeah. opening music and then just bye, Dan. Oh, over. God. All right, so uh, who wants to go first on last word? Nose. 
All right, I'll go. Okay. Um, Why did you rock slide? paper scissors for a second while he's going? Right. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, so uh, not a complaint this week. Uh, some really really good news out of the uh, the MCU uh, director. Uh, I don't yes. even know how to say this. I had it written down here. I think Taika it's Waititi. Taika Waititi has signed on to direct and write another Thor solo film, making it the first. Uh, director or well, what no th- this is the first uh, mcu movie not counting a team-up movie that has gone to four movies oh and true. it's yeah, an interesting right. uh it's an interesting situation when you look at thor because after the dark world people thought that thor was kind of dead in the water yeah, as sure far it's, as a, it's uh, widely the worst mcu movie by most people's scale uh but you know ragnarok really brought it back it, it, kinda, it was, was a little it was a little wacky you know it was, it was fun it was it felt well to not beat a dead horse here and go where you're probably going it felt like guardians of the galaxy yeah. the music the humor being interjected it was charming uh the cast was awesome it felt a lot like guardians of the galaxy mm-hmm. and now you have this opportunity to do the you know ask guardians of the galaxy thing yeah. which would be pretty cool and, uh, you know, as far as the future of the, the whole scope of the movies, I would be, you know, pretty down to see at least one of the original Avengers in uh, the next phase of Avengers movies yep, to kind of sure. pass the torch who, along. Who do you think in particular? Any character? Thor. I thought you were saying another character. Oh, you're talking about just Guardians and... No, no, no. I'm talking about, so, obviously... The- oh, you're just happy to see another character continue. No, what? no, no. What I'm saying what you... is, so, so we're not going to see Iron Man anymore. Yes, we're correct. not going to see. Dead. We're not going to see Steve Rogers anymore. Correct. They're going to continue with the Avengers. Yeah. You know, whether it be New Avengers. Oh, yeah, there's... Or Young Avengers. So I'm saying to have someone that was an original. Oh, Avenger, I got you. An OG. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, now I got you. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. Um, you know, it's who would have thought it would have been Thor? Honestly, mm-hmm. when you think about like the characters that were up there, but. Um, Ragnarok did such a good job for the character and made him th- probably the most likable, mm-hmm. honestly, um, with his turnaround and the the humor being involved and Chris Hemsworth deals it like a fucking G. Uh, yeah, I'm with you, man. That, I'm very happy it's that guy returning and uh, it'll be exciting to see what they do with uh, the series going forward. And Micah? All right, so for my last word, I want to go back. I want to go into the realm of sports and I want to give my... Madden own. player ratings. Yes. And I just want to say... <laughs> To all the players that are complaining about your Madden rating, shut up. Get over it, dude. It's a fuck. Yeah, exactly. Keenan Allen complaining he has an eighty-nine. It, it, it'd be one. I would understand if there was some kind of financial structure dependent on their Madden rating, which might be an idea down the road. Like you know, if you if we if you get rated this, but I wouldn't be surprised. It should be. I would think it, would be, it should be part of it because it's so influential. In, oh, dude, you know Madden, what I'm saying? Dude, like, those the way those Madden eSport tournaments fucking dude, sell crazy. out. It's insane. You know what's it's just unbelievable. Not, you know what pisses me off about the best players in the world? They run the same three goddamn fucking plays, the same people that piss me off when you play online. Yep. They only run three fucking plays. They don't play actual football. It's also a video game, so I expect nothing less. Sure. But like at the same time, dude, like get over yourself. For real. Yeah. I, like, I am it's mad a that fucking it, I, rating. I am mad that Xavier Howard's only an eighty three. That it I mean they rated twenty nine corners higher than him. That's uh he had the best passer rating against and led the league in interceptions and now, had four touchdowns. Dude, I, See, but that's real life. I'm in the same boat Calvin with, Ridley. Uh, with Calvin Ridley, the yeah. best rookie receiver last year, not even rated in 80. Not He's even 79. in 80. He, he was my dark horse to win uh, rookie of the year last year. Yeah, hey, if uh, if uh, fuckboy from uh, Cleveland and uh, Saquon Barkley couldn't, uh, you know, weren't there, he would have... Odell, you're talking no, about. No, no, no. Baker. 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 Yeah, oh, yeah. I love Baker. 
I love Baker. I love too. Baker. I I can't because my mom decided a couple of years ago out of nowhere that she's this <laughs> huge Oklahoma Sooners fan. I remember, yeah. You telling me about you that. know, and now she's this huge Cleveland Browns fan. Wasn't for her. Like, you know, listen, no, that's fine. Josh, is, like, for- that's that's how fan base. That's how like fans fandom starts. Uh, uh, but didn't she? Wasn't she like cheering when Oklahoma was playing like an F, like an FBS school that like they were clearly going to trounce? Yeah, they were being beating like sixty three points. To be fair, time. if I was actually a fan of the team, you're saying she's not. I would be excited about trouncing a bum team too. Yeah, but like, you're but is, an she, FBS is she actually team. a fan? It's, it's I not... fucking guess, dude. I don't know where it came from. <laughs> Just Yo, one day, oh, hey, we like college football. You know we're you, in Oklahoma. You know what you should do? To Jim Ross. Cool. It was Jim you know Ross. What you, do? you know what you should do? Test her. Buy her a Brian Bosworth jersey and see if she knows who that is. No, she knows who Brian Bosworth. Oh. Is. Does she know she played for Oklahoma? He played yeah, for yeah. Oklahoma. So uh, apparently, the reason why she's an Oklahoma fan is because she is. Watch the he's thirty she for thirty. Is, she must have or something. I don't fucking know. I don't <laughs> know where it came from. She just All saw a meme with Brian Bosworth. Day, and now she's a fan. One day, I walk in my parents' house and there's fucking an Oklahoma throw rug and a fucking. What year? What year was this? Like maybe three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She was watching. She's like, "Oh, Landry Jones, the best quarterback ever." <laughs> what? And well, I was like, what do you know about Oklahoma? She goes, oh, I like Brian Bosworth. I'm like, shut the fuck up, Brian Bosworth. Yo, you I don't even know who that is. <laughs> Next time you see her, when you, when you say Brian Bosworth, uh, tell her that Micah asked uh, who ran him over in the NFL. <laughs> who, who ran him over? Facts. Um, but anyway, what I'm saying, fuck, you, fuck the Madden ratings. I understand why people get pissed. Players get pissed. Whatever. It's not really that incentivized. Plus, and I'm also I'm taking a hiatus on Madden this year. I just can't do it anymore. I haven't played Madden in like three years. Oh, dude. I'm I very was, excited to play Madden. I'm pretty sure I got you. I got you in the mud. Yeah, mud. You got me into mud. I was Madden, only doing Madden team is fucking addicting. Oh, it's, it's incredible. It's it's hard because specifically last year they made it so easy for everyone to get great cards when years previously either you dumped money into it or you did all the solo yeah, challenges um, last year was the quickest I saw people get their teams up to like 94 there were people 94 within like two days and my I got my team up to a 90 pretty fucking fast compared to most years I'm hoping that maybe the players having lower ratings will maybe fix that that makes it so easy maybe they scaled it back because honestly the game last year even in franchise some guys were rated way too high they moved too fast like it didn't make sense when you played on all Madden or anything there, there were definitely some parts where like I would play people online they would have like 99 ghosts of Madden's past Champ Bailey and it's like yeah go ahead throw against him see what happens or like Michael Vick from 2001 but see I've, I, but I win I win some of those games like well, I win QB a lot spy, of them dude, I would, that's it I, yeah it's QB spy but sometimes they, they can get around it some of them just play nasty defense the yeah. guys that do it most just play nasty defense where it's hard to fucking pass Yo, on them let alone run on them I was so stoked because I used to like my old team I used to have like my linebackers were uh, what the hell is the guy that played for the Bears Mike Singletary and Brian Erlacher no 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 Mike Lance <laughs> Briggs Mike, no, Mike Singletary <laughs> oh, and Ray. He coached the 49ers. And kicked his Vernon pants Davis. Off, he, he took his, his he took his butt out. Ah, smacked his ass. And uh, Ray Nitschke were my, were my fucking linebackers. Like, that's how much fucking great it was. <laughs> Sorry. So you're just done with Madden. Ooh, that was a perfect spot. <laughs> um, yeah, fuck my, Madden. Fuck your, fuck your Madden ratings. And fuck you, Spooner. Uh, the Broncos are going to be at least 8-8 eight eight this year. I agree. Um, okay, so my last word, final word. Um, I heard uh, an interview with Bud Selig, former MLB commissioner. He's still alive. And he was being asked um, who he considers the true home run king in Major League Baseball. Uh, and he said, well, I know I've ever actually answered this question directly. And uh, you know how I feel about the situation. And, uh, you know, I'm, I, that's not the real. The number that's there is not the number I recognize. And he, he's like, oh, so you're saying Hank Aaron. He's like, you know how I feel about it. And. Dude, just give us an answer. You, no, no, he said it. He he said the interview asked him. He was talking about Henry Aaron, and he said, "Yeah, 
It's like, okay, fine. Henry Aaron, um, by all accounts and purposes, and every number proves it, He and every number, not just number, off the field, uh, he transcends baseball. Barry Sanders, or Barry Sanders, Barry Bonds will not be talked about in the same vein as Hank Aaron 50 years from now, like Hank Aaron has spoken yeah, about now. I would, I would agree with that. He, it, it's, and, but th- with that said, Barry Bonds should still be in the Hall of Fame. Yes. The number, his home run total is the home run total, total 762 home runs. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bud Selig is the reason for that because he completely enabled uh, the steroid era of baseball. Baseball, Major League Baseball was very, very close to going out of business after the strike in 1994. The ratings were doing terrible. Attendance was down significantly. They were struggling financially. And along came Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. And to a lesser extent, Ken Griffey Jr. was a part of the home run race that season until about August. He was a big part of it. I would be at Mets games with my dad and we get like 10, 10 home game season tickets right. and on the video board in the middle of the game they would cut in to Maguire's at-bats and Sosa's at-bats that's how big it and, was and Barry Bonds is uh, if Barry Bonds was a little more likable to his teammates his teammates he was never popular with them outside of a few rough with the media rough with everyone pretty much he would be held in a better regard that's the simple fact and the sad part is he was a Hall of Famer before he started juicing yep. he w- he got became he, great he became so self-conscious because he was a really, really good player. He was hitting 48 home runs a year. He was driving in 100. He was stealing 30, 40 bags a season. But everyone was talking about McGuire and Sosa, and he knew that they were doing something. When he got to that point in San Francisco, dude, he walked. He got walked. In his age 39 season, he walked 232 times in a season. How many of those were intentional walks? A ton of them. They Almost. walked him with the bases loaded on a few, uh, bases loaded a few times. But regardless, everyone was doing steroids. Everyone. A lot of guys still are. My, a lot my, of the guys use human growth hormone because they don't really test for that. My, my absolute favorite Dude, the entire is, uh, NFL is on HGH. Are you kidding dude, me? My favorite is Rafael Palmero. For, I do not do steroids, period. What about, Weekly, dude, it gets popped. Dude, <laughs> Sammy Sosa went up there and said he didn't speak English. He, he played in Major League Baseball for, for years. 10 years. Perfect so English. Bud Selig needs to get the fuck over himself. You're in the Hall of Fame because you led to the greatest economic boom in the history of Major League Baseball. And that was because of the steroid era. You know what I remember? The Yankees, the Yankees were not all on steroids, but we know a lot of guys were. Let's just be fair about it. It, those Yankees what's, teams what's, were such a huge part of that era, and steroids were all over that fucking era up until about 2006 when they calmed down a little bit. You think Scott Brosius was on steroids? Yes, I think Absolutely. everyone. Did you see the size of that dude? Ask me if I think Mike Piazza was on steroids. 100%. Probably. Dude, look, yeah. Look at his upper body. I don't like people saying he outright did it, but if I had to take a guess, yeah. But everyone was. The only there's a couple people I don't think were. One of them is Pedro Martinez. I don't think he was ever juiced. Little guy. You know he was just all attitude. Nolan Ryan didn't juice. No, you know who I like. uh, Like it was almost clear cut outside of Bonds, Jason Giambi, Jason Giambi, and Nomar Garcia Parra, dude. Oh yeah, Nomar Garcia Parra was he was like he was like a like a good solid build for a shortstop. Brady Brady Anderson. This like had the biggest fucking traps at the end of his career. If he wasn't such a scumbag. piece of shit that I fucking hated, yeah, right. I would be all like, well, Derek Jeter never did any steroids, but he's such a fucking cocksucker. I hate that fucking dude, guy. Dude, he really... That's, we don't like Jeter that much? I like, fucking... Just think he's dude, dude, I, I got a question before Derek we wrap Jeter. this one up and go to our bullshit. Okay. Have you ever heard Jimmy, little Jimmy Norton's rant on the Yankees and Derek Jeter yes, when he I renounced think. the team? <laughs> that is so good. All right. Well, I was going to say real quick, correct, that that, that home go. run race between right, McGuire and Sosa reminds me very much of when Alden uh, Alden Smith, Von Miller... And sack race. The sack race going for Mark Gastineau's record. And that, that that's, the last, that's the only thing I can... like. We all know how to. you feel about Sachs, Taylor. And this was episode 62 of You Watch, I Listen. Um, it really is the last word, huh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> we will see you guys next week, or technically a week and a half. We'll sure, have a lot whatever. to talk about. Love okay, you. Goodbye.